Hi, my name is Gary Williams. I work in the children's ministry as a greeter and a teacher and a and a small uh, small group leader sometimes, sometimes a team leader, and I love children. My privilege today is to reflect on 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. The previous verses explained that the Jerusalem Christians had been persecuted and exiled from Jerusalem. So Peter's letter was intended to encourage these people and to remind them that they can have hope through faith in Christ Jesus and through his resurrection power. So we read in verses 20 and 21, He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. And we discover here that God planned to rescue this world long before it was created. In fact, long before we are having some of our present-day pandemic problems and all the things that we sometimes have to suffer with. And so uh, God accomplished all of this through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Therefore, you can say that our hope and our faith in God himself is the thing that really carries us through. I'd like to focus on those two words, if I could. Uh, I'd like to use a companion verse to do it. That would be Romans 15, 13, along with a personal story. So 20 years ago, I began a series of three cancers. In 2000, I had bladder cancer. And in 2004, I had stage four lymphoma. And it was in the bone marrow and scattered throughout the body. Susie got on the internet. She didn't tell me this for a few years, but I was only given two years to live. <laughs> and I'm glad she didn't share that with me. At three o'clock early one morning in front of the fireplace, I discovered a new Romans 15:13. God also brought it to Susie's attention at around that very same time. So it became our new season of life verse. So let me read that to you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust or have faith in him so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So here's, here's what we learned. May the God of hope, the first time this is mentioned because this word is mentioned twice, but the first time it's mentioned, it informs us that God is the origin of hope. He's the author of hope. And then it goes on and says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. And so we discovered that uh, God's hope produces joy and it produces peace. And um, it, it produces peace that enables us to have a settled heart. And it produces joy to help us smile. And... Uh, I prayed for a smiley face, and God gave that to me. I smiled all the time, and people during my uh, cancer would come up and say, why, why do you smile so much? And I could say to them, because God gives me hope. God gives me joy. God gives me peace. Well, the verse goes on, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So trusting in Him is faith in God, because we have faith that Jesus was crucified, 
uh, to take the punishment for our sins. Then he rose from the dead to provide victory in our lives. We can have faith that God is a great provider for us. That's what Susie and I learned. He provided so immensely. So reading on, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. This is the second time the word hope is used here. And the first hope presented God as the author of hope, but this hope represents our hope. What is it that we hope for? So with my second cancer, Susie and I began to list all of our hopes. In fact, we filled a whole page full of hopes. We hope to find healing. We hope to have God take care of Susie if I were to die. We hope to live long enough to spend time and minister to our grandchildren and to our children. And uh, I prayed that God would take care of Susie in my absence. And we prayed many more things. But we also prayed for a different kind of hope. And... Um, in a different nature, and that would be to grow in Christ through this journey. We hoped to have ministry to others through my cancer. We hoped to have a happy countenance every day. We hoped to have uh, prayers answered. Uh, we hoped for a lot of things that really, really related to ministry, a different part than selfishly praying just for ourselves, not that that's really selfish. But uh, it's good to keep in mind our ministry and God's plan for us. So the verse, may, God's, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. We learned that God gives us the power to have hope and joy and peace and to be able to have faith because if we struggle with any of those things, we can rely upon the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who is our counselor, coach, he's our comforter and our guide, and he has the power to help us even when we may have struggles with those other areas. So let me just suggest perhaps you could have a family list of hopes during this coronavirus. What do you hope for? To stay well? to see your family and friends stay well. Perhaps your hope is to get a haircut. <laughs> Mine is starting to grow. And how about listing ministry hopes? For instance, to have a regular smile on your face or to laugh and express joy to others or perhaps to share Jesus with somebody and maybe to do a good deed or to pray for someone. So here's my final story. In 2008, my lymphoma returned. Our hope and trust, our faith in God, was the front line of our defense. It allowed me to be positive and proactive. And so when I arrived for my 9 a.m. annual doctor checkup to be followed by a 10 a.m. blood and urine lab test, my primary physician detected a suspicious lump. He sent me directly to my oncologist. Now, he was just one building away. With 12 people waiting in the oncologist's lobby to see my doctor, he immediately came out and took me in. He agreed with the diagnosis, and he sent me straight to the hospital, which was two buildings away. I entered the radiology lobby among six other people who were sitting down. 
Immediately, the technician came out and took me in. She started a sonogram. I apologized because I didn't get to go to the get my blood and urine test because the doctor sent me elsewhere. And so I apologized that my bladder was full. I suppose she could have been embarrassed, but not at all. She said, hey, that makes for a better test on the bladder. <laughs> I was amazed. She sent me back to the lobby, and there was my oncologist prepared to study the results. He had left the office just for me. And at that very moment, my urologist from my bladder cancer walked through the door and surprised looked at me and said, what are you doing here? I said, well, and I explained the scenario. He said, well, I'm going to go check the chart to see if there is any sign of bladder cancer. Wow. Well, no bladder cancer, but lymphoma was confirmed, confirmed and that uh, was confirmed with other tests as well. But so what? So what? How often can you see that many unscheduled doctors and tech personnel and, and skip a scheduled lab test in three different buildings just in an hour and a half? I chuckled on the inside and I was reminded that God's in control, he's sovereign, and he was reminding me that I can trust him, that I can have peace and joy. My sovereign God was in control. Our faith and hope will get me through. It's been 20 years since my first cancer. With God's help, we strive to be spiritually optimistic rather than pessimists. We try not to focus on the whys or the what-ifs, but rather on the so-whats, because God's in control. Thank you, and Lord bless you.